Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Aloha and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast with my mom, Monica Swanson. On the Boy Mom Podcast, it is our goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcasts. We're so glad you're here. And so I actually came across Charlotte Mason, and I just loved her philosophy on teaching children and it just resonated a lot with me and one of her quotes one of my favorite quotes that she has said um is never be within doors when you can rightly be without so i just Mm. love that i wanted my kids to just have a love for nature appreciating god's creation and Mm -hmm. you know just building a sense of wonder for the world that they live in Hey friends, you're listening to the voice of my friend Corinne Gold as she shares her refreshing approach to doing life and school as a family. I think this interview is what we all need right now. I'm considering it a little gift to you and me both as I know this time of year so many people are scrambling trying to figure out the school situation part-time school, schooling from home, homeschooling. And I think hearing from somebody like Corinne who has so much confidence in the way she's approaching her family and school life that it's just contagious. Now, Corinne was raised and homeschooled here in Hawaii. And I think that's given her the confidence that she can do it too. And it doesn't have to look like many of us think it does. I just hope that this inspires you, helps you step back, take a fresh look at your school life with your kids, and maybe try some things different. Try doing things different and see if it might work for you. Now, Corinne and her husband are both amazing people. She's so humble. I have to pull things out of her, but I think you'll enjoy just getting to know her. And I'll have links to where you can find and follow them in our show notes, which are always at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. You can look for episode 70. I'll also have some beautiful pictures of their incredible family. I think you're going to just love them. So guys, thanks so much for being a part of this podcast. Thank you for spreading the word and for leaving your ratings and reviews. They mean so much to me. Next week, I have a little announcement about something I'm doing a little different here on the podcast starting next week. So I'm excited to share that with you. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do. That's the best way to find out when a new episode airs. And so I'll have a few final words to say at the end. But without further ado, here's Corinne Gold and I talking about a refreshing approach to life and school the Ohana way as a family. I hope you enjoy. 
Hey, Corinne, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Thanks, Monica. I'm so stoked to join you. You're such an inspiration. I finally have a boy so I can relate I to you. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, you are one of the last people I thought I would ever have on my podcast oh. because... For a long time, you were full on hashtag girl mom. Yes. So um, I'm so excited that uh, you're in the club now. I you're official. <laughs> <laughs> and your little boy is just about the cutest thing in the world. So before I dive in and just start, uh, you know, sharing you and all my love for you with everyone, could you just introduce yourself and your family? Tell people where you are, who you are, and kind of a little about your family. Sure. So um, I grew up here on Oahu and currently our family has uh, been living in Haleiwa, actually 20 minutes from you, which is fun. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. You know, if I'm not busy having babies, I also work as a flight attendant. But most mm -hmm. of uh, my time is spent as a stay at home mom teaching our kids. My husband's a carpenter. He actually has been developing our little plot of land and has been busy doing that the past, I don't know, six years or so. And mm -hmm. right now we've got a fun family compound going. My <laughs> brother's family lives next door. And then my sister's about to move into a house that he just is finishing up. And then my mom also lives on the same parcel. So, you know, it's been really fun. She's, Crazy. it's just a lot of, yeah, we help each other and it's just awesome. We also have so four kids fun. and, mm -hmm. you know, three girls, like you said, their ages are nine, six, and we've got a one and a half year old. And then mm -hmm. our baby boy actually is uh, six weeks today. Still so little. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and can you, can you share their names? Because I love your kids' names. Oh, thanks. Uh, our oldest is Ava Leah. We call her Ava. Mm -hmm. And then we've got Sadie Rose and Josie Shea and then Jackson Reed. Mm, so sweet. They're all so cute. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you for lots of pictures to put in show notes because oh. you guys are just <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. yes. And so a little more about you because I think you know one of my favorite things about podcasting is you know besides getting to meet people I've never met before, I get to share people who I know and love. And so mm -hmm. this is just so much fun to get to share. You, I always say when, when people imagine like my life in Hawaii or my yeah. homeschool life in Hawaii, I'm like, I think they more imagine Corinne Gold's oh, life. <laughs> <laughs> because oh. I think you are just kind of like the dream Hawaiian mama. Oh. And so I'm going to ask you for like a picture of you surfing with your girls, surfing oh. with this big pregnant belly. Hello. <laughs> my goodness. It's and fun. Looking beautiful doing it, by the way. Thank you. Sanity, whole family. sanity. <laughs> I know it is. And we're going to, we're going to definitely get into more of that, but also, um, you were born and raised in Hawaii, right? Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Yeah. I was, uh, born in Hawaii. Uh, I actually am a townie at heart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I grew up in a little old town in Kaimuki, which is right near Waikiki and Diamond Head. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm the oldest of five. My mom, homeschooled all of us too. her and my dad actually own their own photography business. And so, yeah, we grew up um, surfing and doing all the things. So it's really it. quite similar to what we are doing now with our kids. Yep. I love it. And we'll talk more about that too. And then I get to ask you to share a little more. You um, introduced your husband as a carpenter and I know he's that and a good one, uh -huh. but there's more to tell about the real Aaron Gold. Um, <laughs> so 
you know, before we really knew you, I think I already confessed to you that my husband had a total like man crush on your husband. (laughs) So cute. (laughs) Because Aaron is an incredible surfer and just a super godly man. And my boys call him a legend because he's just one of those guys that can go out and spearfish. And and he's just such a man man, um, which I'm sure means he loves having a little boy. So that's another fun thing to talk about. But um, tell us more about Aaron and his background and where he comes from. Sure. Yeah. He So he grew up actually on the big island in a town called Hilo. And, um, you know, we come actually from probably the most different backgrounds you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. I grew up from a very Christian home. You know, we're very protected and sheltered, you know, homeschooled. So, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of sheltered from the world. And and he grew up running wild in the on the big yeah. island, just literally in the <laughs> sticks, just jungle foraging pretty much raising himself. His parents were split at a a very young age. And so he Mm. grew up essentially just on the beach, like by himself with other kids and, and um, so far from God. (laughs) Mm. And so, you know, it's really the Lord that brought us together. And I, I'm um, just, yeah. in awe of what he's done in our lives and yeah, like what you said, I mean, he does, he serves and, um, Now he moved, did he move to Oahu as a teenager? Is that right? He came back probably around fourth or fifth grade. Okay. And, um, you know, his dad was a commercial fisherman. So that's how he provided for his family. Mm -hmm. And he actually was lost at sea when Aaron was 15 years old. And so he never returned home. And so Mm -hmm. he's got a really cool testimony as well. Um, But that, that kind of shaped the man that he, he really is. And Mm. yeah, everything that I love about him is probably because of all the things that he's had to go through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And he's Mm -hmm. amazing. And, um, and he started surfing competitively, surfing his big waves. Tell us a little about that just for the surf families out there listening. Sure. Yeah. So he, um, he kind of pursued the competitive surfing um, side. When he graduated high school, he moved back from the Big Island. Um, so w- once his dad was lost at sea, he actually moved back home with his mom, who was on the Big Island still, mm, and finished okay. up high school. And then after high school, he came back. He wanted to pursue professional surfing. So he kind of did that for a few years. And it just wasn't happening. You know, God mm. just didn't let that door open. <laughs> so mm. he ended up, we ended up meeting. And so that journey began and it's a long mm-hmm. one. So it's a whole other podcast. We'll plan it. But, um, so, you know, he kind of, once we got married, he, he, he'd always, you know, big wave surfed. Um, I met him and he was already big wave surfing. He'd probably been doing that since he was 16 or so. And um, really started pursuing that as we were married. And, and, so, and let's define for anyone listening, even me, I don't, what defines a big wave surfer? What's like, if somebody's listening, the difference between just a surfer, competitive surfer and big waves, we're talking like they chase down the yeah. giants, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think anyone who would consider, I think the big wave guys would probably consider 15 yeah. feet and up big wave surfing. The the things that I, as a mom of a teenage surfer, pray my son doesn't sign up for. (laughs) Me too, man. Uh, Yeah. You're married to one. I know. Poor Jax has a lot to live Uh, up to. Yes. So yeah, so he's been big wave surfing for a while. And I mean, um, and I, I grew up, you know, just with my dad surfing and my uncles all surfing. So it really was not anything new to me when I met him. It, it was a part right. of my life for a really long time. 
Yeah, right. And he has kind of chased some big waves around the world. Um, yeah, got a yeah. world got a world record, I believe. You're you're being awfully yeah. humble here. I know. Well, <laughs> come yeah. on, brag on him a little, and then we'll move on. We gotta okay. brag on Aaron first. So, yeah. So he he is currently the Guinness World Record of of the largest wave that man has ever surfed. And so that's really fun. How um, about that? Yeah. And he's, yes, he's, he's competed all across the world. He's gone to Portugal. I got to go with him there. He's gone um, many different places to surf um, big mm -hmm. waves. And right now he's really just focusing on family, kind of establishing yeah. our, our home here and um, getting things going. So he really has taken a step back from, from surfing mm -hmm. um, the last right. couple of years. Right. And he's had some in insane injuries. He's yes. been through a lot, that guy. He's pretty yes. tough. Yeah. And yeah. And he's he's really been a blessing to my boys and just, you know, kind of has been played a mentor role to my boys. And I know just is an incredible family man and and um, just involved in the church community that we're both a part of. So we love Aaron. He's Aww. pretty amazing. I do too. I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> well, in the show notes, I'll link to anything I can find that kind of shares more of his story because he even like died in the water and came back to yeah. life. He's had, he's had some wild testimonies and I love that he always points to the Lord in his story. So yeah, so yeah. True. you have to have yes. him on your podcast. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, we're going to dive in now because I originally had reached out to Corinne because I was like going through this series of talking about all the different stages of raising boys. And, you know, we did the toddler thing with Bethany Hamilton, another mm -hmm. surf Hawaiian surf girl. Um, we've gone through elementary, middle school, and I was like, oh, I need to talk to someone about a baby boy. So I loved that Corinne has this brand new baby boy. And um, at the end, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about him and the difference between a baby boy and your girls. Cause mm -hmm. you know, I'm curious since mm -hmm. I've never had a baby girl, yeah. but as we prepared for this conversation, I was like, no, I don't want to just hear about the baby thing. You've got so much to share because of what I see in you and the way you're raising your kids, um, both between just homeschooling and the family life I see and just the beautiful um, things you share on Instagram, which we'll link to. But um, there's just so much that I'm inspired by in you and your family's life. So I would love to hear um, just a little bit more. I know so many people are kind of freaking out right now, to be honest. Um, we're we're right? going through a time in this world where people <laughs> who did not sign up to homeschool are suddenly having to school at home. And yeah. because of the limited options and the distance learning and how that looks with a lot of the public schools, I know a lot of people are saying, you know what, I think I'll just homeschool rather than do whatever the public schools are offering. And so you and I talked, we both are getting daily messages from people saying, oh my goodness, <laughs> please help. Where do I start? I'm freaking out. And a lot of questions about curriculum and a lot of people, even with young kids who are just like thinking that the answer lies in a curriculum or they have to do whatever the kids would be getting in their school if they went to school. Right. And I confess that because I was raised in a public school system, my husband was too, that it's been hard for me as a homeschooler to relax mm -hmm. and to not try to make my homeschool life look like it would in a traditional school setting. Right. But when I see what you're doing with your kids, I'm like, okay, she's got something really <laughs> good going on there. And so I'm excited to just share that because I think it'll be a breath of fresh air for people. I think there'll be some inspiration and encouragement in what you're doing. So first of all, 
um, you were homeschooled. Did you always know that you would homeschool your kids? You know, I actually didn't really think about it before I had kids. Honestly, I mean, Ava did go to a month of preschool, so I guess there's that. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, the, the more kids that I had as as my second came along, and and my first was starting to enter that kindergarten year. And I really was about to at the crossroads of what am I going to do? Am I going to send her to school mm-hmm. or what am I going to do? I just, I didn't want to have someone else raise my child. And because yeah. we had such a flexible lifestyle of, um, you know, me flying and, and being able to be home and, and then Aaron pretty much essentially working um, on his own carpentry projects. To me, it just seemed silly to send my kids off to have someone mm-hmm. else educate them when I could do that. And right. so, yeah, so I just decided to uh, give it a go and we haven't stopped. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And you have told me that you, because I'm like, how could you be so confident in your style of homeschooling? And we'll get more to the style and how you homeschool. Mm-hmm. But tell us how your upbringing kind of gives you confidence for what you're doing now. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I grew up being homeschooled. I was the oldest of five and I did go to elementary school. And so I was about entering the fifth grade when my mom decided to pull us out. And, mm. you know, back then, homeschooling was super uncommon. And it was actually mm-hmm. quite weird. Like, yeah. we looked at it as the weirdos. <laughs> totally. And so we did face a lot of backlash from our extended family who lived here, as well as other yeah. kids that we did sports with or went to church uh-huh. with. It just yeah. really was not something that people were doing at the time. Totally. And yeah. so, you know, as I entered home uh, high school, though, it really started to grow and you know, we started to get involved. There was a speech and debate club that we were a mm-hmm. part of and did tournaments. And then we even held huge homeschool banquets at the end of the year. It's similar. Mm-hmm. It resembled the prom. Yep. And so, you know, it slowly started to become more accepted as mm-hmm. um, the years grew. So, you know, now that I have kids, homeschooling has become extremely popular and mm-hmm. there's so much more beautiful curriculums now. And, yeah. you know, with Instagram and other ways to connect, we really can just learn and glean from others. And it's just such an amazing thing to see. And, you know, I just think, you know, if I was able to survive the nineties as a homeschooler, that I know <laughs> my kids will be just fine. And I just am really stoked to be able to see everything that other moms have to offer. And we're just all learning from each other, which is really beautiful. Yes. I couldn't agree more. I love that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I love that you survived the nineties. <laughs> That's so classic. Yeah. yeah, definitely. When I was growing up, the one or two people I heard about that were homeschooled were definitely kind of off the radar, you know, <laughs> living in the woods somewhere. And right. they were Kind of creepy. There's no idea what you think a homeschooler is. (laughs) Yes, totally, totally. Okay, so now I want you to walk us through a day with the Gold family because I just want to picture this. Well, I don't know whether to give you the quarantine version or the normal. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no kidding. Kind of mesh mesh them. Yes, and I don't I know if they're so much different. Are they I, so much different? They're pretty different. I mean, we're not even allowed oh, okay. to go to the beach these days, right? Well, yeah. So, okay. Lo- yeah. Do the non-quarantine version then. Yes. You guys spend a lot of time at the beach. We do. Yeah. So before our baby came, I mean, our life is very different right now. But before baby boy came, typically our life, you know, is based around the ocean. I'm sure very similar to yours mm-hmm. with your surfer boys. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're super fortunate. We live five minutes from the beach. So, Whenever there's surf or waves, we, we usually start the day off by heading there so the girls can get their surfing in, and then we'll spend time as a family, and um, 
then when we head home, we'll dish out some lunch, put the babies to sleep and then get our school out. And I just feel like that's a really great way to start our day. You know, they can get out their PE. And then once we're home, everyone kind of is ready to kind of settle down and get the books out. And it's just a relaxing time of quiet from the young ones that are making noise and needing to run around. And then, you know, our afternoons are just spent, you know, finishing up and just doing whatever they find enjoyment. They can play outside in the yard, swim in the pool, really just whatever they want to do. Or if there's waves, like I said, we'll head back to the beach and (laughs) finish off there and watch the sunset. Yes. And we're entering that time of year that I just love. Um, right. And Haleiwa, very near where the golds live is is the beach that everyone kind of just g- gathers at. It's like the so fall magical. place. Yes. And you're, you know, mornings and afternoons, evenings, it's just where all the families are. It's like yeah. some of you listening might have a park or a cul-de-sac. Well, Haleiwa Beach is just the place to be. And I yeah. hope that it's open for this fall. I do too. But, but okay, so I want to go back now because I'm picturing. So you uh-huh. wake up in the morning, you literally head to the beach. So maybe just we grab do. some quick breakfast yeah, or we something. Yeah, don't even, okay. I mean, we'll just grab maybe some fruit or granola or something quick, uh-huh. a banana, okay. and we'll eat at the beach or they'll come in and yep. have some snacks. And then, yeah, that's usually what our breakfast will look like if we if there are waves. Sure. And, and if not, right. then, you know, yeah, you know, I, I think it's a lot has to do too with my personality. I just yes. cannot let a good, beautiful day go by. So if it's sunny outside, if it's beautiful, I'm out of the house and my kids were at the beach, we're hiking, we're doing something mm-hmm. outside yeah. and right. And we come back and we get our lunch and, and then we get the yes. books going. So that's okay, just kind so- of my style. Yeah, I love it. And and if anyone could see Corinne at the beach, she's just got this like this. I mean, she surfs so well, an eight month pregnant and all, oh, but you, she just looks like this Hawaiian princess on a board with like kids with her, you know, and just the whole it's really beautiful. So when you come home and do your homeschooling, you uh-huh. use some curriculums. Um, maybe we didn't talk about this before, but um, maybe you can list for me some of your favorite curriculums and I'll put sure. them in the show notes. But you you do actually, you do school, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I you're know, not right? just like picking daisies. You're like actually go through some, you know, actual it. curriculums. Yes, we do. And I love the good and the beautiful right now. It okay. works so well for our family mm-hmm. and just our lifestyle. And that's and, the name of a curriculum, by the way, anyone yes, listening. The it's called the, the good and the beautiful. Yep. And they um, just have such a great approach um, to learning and just teaching multiple ages of kids. Mm-hmm. And yep. Um, it's very minimalistic. You have mm-hmm. a few like books that you're choosing from and that's it. You're not having like 10 different books that you're having to pull from. And so I just love that. I love that my girls can get it out and and really teach themselves. Most For the most part, there's a lot of the workbooks that they do are self-taught and then we'll do science mm-hmm. or history together. Right. And um, and then, yeah, I, I'll work on their individual um, assignments um, one-on-one. And so we'll sure. take turns for that. Hey friends, I hope you're getting a lot out of this conversation. I know I'm personally so inspired, but Corinne has a bunch more to share ahead, but I want to pause real quick and thank this episode's sponsor, which is Worldwatch. Now I've been talking about Worldwatch a lot lately because I just came across them and I love what they're doing, especially 
It's so timely right now for what's going on in our world in so many different ways. But World Watch is a brand new current events program that is tailored to middle and high school students. Even younger kids can get a lot out of it. They deliver 10-minute videos each weekday covering a range of topics happening across the globe. World Watch is perfect for classrooms and the home curriculum alike. Now, the program is produced by Christian journalists at World News Group, and they offer age-appropriate current events, including everything from science, technology, arts, culture, politics, and more. Now, I don't know about you, but when I have the news on, I can tend to get depressed and frustrated, and I know that a lot of people don't want their kids seeing what's on the news because it can be overwhelming, confusing, and even scary. And that's why I love World Watch. In 10 minutes a day, we can keep up and keep our kids up with what's going on in the world, have some education in the areas of technology and science and other things, and keep up without having to tune in to the regular news that we find on television. So I hope you will check them out at worldwatch.news. I'll have links and more information in my show notes, but again, it's worldwatch.news. Hope you check them out. And now I'm going to get back to my conversation with Corinne. Yes. And then you've got dad on the property who's like building and doing things and do the girls kind of get involved, help him. Yeah, totally. Him. I mean, they'll totally, <laughs> yeah, to they, run, they run out there and usually they're on lunch duty. So they'll make him a sandwich or, or take him snacks and water, make sure he's got feeding himself and not getting dehydrated. Yes, so, yes. So yes, he's definitely here. We, we usually eat lunch together and he'll come in. And so that's his little break time. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, he, I love that they get to go out there and spend time with him um, on the right. property, just watching him create and build and just be around it's kind of your own little house on the prairie hawaiian style 2020 (laughs) yeah totally i love that and his involvement in their life is um so important and Uh i think it's really crucial to you know for dads to be on board with homeschooling and just letting the mom um have that confidence that she's doing a good job and supporting Mm. her in that he's just really great at that Oh, I love that. So cool. Okay. So what would you describe as like your homeschool philosophy? Is there one thing you would, you know, I don't think you're, you quite call yourself an unschooler, but what's your philosophy? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, early, early on when I was first starting to homeschool, I was searching the web for everything. You know, I was trying Uh to figure out what my style was. I didn't, I didn't really know yet. And so I actually came across Charlotte Mason and I just loved Mm -hmm. her philosophy on teaching children and, it just resonated a lot with me. And mm-hmm. one of her quotes, one of my favorite quotes that she has said um, is never be within doors when you can rightly be without. So I just mm-hmm. love that. I wanted my kids to just have a love for nature, appreciating God's creation and, mm-hmm. you know, just building a sense of wonder for the world that they live in. Yeah. And I think that's just so much of who I am and who God created me to be and yeah. just appreciating nature and life and, and yep. getting my kids to just look out and just be like, wow, like, look at this, look at the clouds. Like what, what, uh-huh. what, what, what shapes are they forming? And just being really intuitive to what's happening around them. Totally. And, and I think everything that we want to teach our kids out of books, you right. can find in nature, right? Totally. I mean, they ask, they're going to be curious naturally. Right. And if you take, I, I think part of that that's hard for some of us is, being there to take advantage of those moments and not just, you know, yep, the sky, it's pretty, but to stop and go, what are, you know, let them ask the questions, let them be curious and see what that can lead to. Exactly. No, I think you're really good at that. And that's, that's beautiful. And that's what Charlotte Mason was all about. I'll be sure to link to some of her books and stuff. Yes, please do. 
definitely she really, she really yeah. inspired me in my in, as I first started out in my homeschool journey and I just love so many of her quotes and so yeah if you're starting out homeschooling look her up she's amazing mm-hmm. she's inspiring yeah. she'll help you to to not feel the pressure of you know, yes. the books and the textbook and and doing yes. what the schools are doing and just oh. to enjoy your kids Yes, which leads me to somebody out there is listening and maybe a lot of somebody's and they're like, how can you be so relaxed? And I think that we were all kind of trained by that whole thing of like, oh, the SAT college, what, you know, how do they compare to other kids across the country or the world? So tell us, talk to us about this. How can you be so relaxed? Yeah, you know, I mean, I I think personally, it did help coming from a homeschool background, knowing that my Mm. kids are going to be totally fine, (laughs) no matter what I do. But um, I think it's just, it's just important to think about what the atmosphere is that you want to create for your kids and create that like you're in charge Mm. of what your environment at home is going to be like. And so just Mm. think about what you want your kids to take away. And just know that you're going to do a good job as long as you love them mm. and um, connect with them on a real yep. emotional and personal way. Okay. That's so good. That's so good. So talk to us kind of about how your hopes and dreams for your kids, how has that formed what you do on a daily basis and what, what you do with your days? How does it practically play out? You know, we, we have, we want to include God in everything that we do. So I think that my hopes and my prayers for them are to just have a really deep love for him mm-hmm. and really walk out what their God-given gifts are. You know, so mm-hmm. often as parents, we kind of push our kids into doing things that they weren't essentially created to do, right? Yeah. And yeah. like we're thinking about the sports that we want them to play or the mm-hmm. college that we want them to go to or the careers and oh. whatever it may be, you know, but God yeah. created of our kids so unique and beautiful and Mm -hmm. I think really our job is as their parents to help them walk out what their God-given gifts are and that's their calling in life and if we can do that they're going to thrive in whatever Mm -hmm. they do because they're doing what God created them to do so I just um I just really hope that me and my husband won't get distracted by what our vision is for their life but just really be intentional about praying over them and and helping them to find what their God-given gifts are. Right. I I love that. And I'm thinking, even as you're speaking, that, you know, it doesn't mean that, I mean, if if God has designed your child to one day be a great engineer or an architect or a doctor, I believe that in what you're doing, even though you're more relaxed than most of us, even though you're not necessarily tied to a curriculum or worried about what everybody else is doing, I believe that God will nurture that in them and that their curiosity will lead them to ask the questions and find the books and, and that he will bring out in them what he has placed in within them. If we're doing the work of just nurturing them and loving them and, and leading them into a relationship with God. Right. For sure. And, you know, one more thing is that I, you know, as parents, I think that it's just so important that if you're going to be homeschooling or having this time with season with your kids at home, it, the most important thing that you can do is foster a good relationship with them. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I heard someone tell my parents years ago when I was living at home uh, as a kid that mm-hmm. rules without relationship will lead to rebellion. And so, yes. I'm always just so mindful of what my relationship with each child is because it's just important. And so I try to be intentional with asking for forgiveness when I blow it or Mm -hmm. just living as transparently as I can, not just preaching 
the gospel, but trying to live it as authentically as I can. Because, well, mm. yes, I'm their teacher. I'm also their mother and I'm their mm. friend. Mm-hmm. And so I can give them a great education. You know, they can yeah. have amazing test scores, A's and hundreds across the board, but mm-hmm. it all just, it will not be worth anything if my relationship with them is severed or unhealthy in the end. Mm, that is so good. Somebody needs to hear that. I think we all need that reminder all the time. Me too. I know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I can get so task oriented that I'm just yes. like, you know, trying to force an education and forget that the relationship is so much more important. And I do think that kids, when they're in that healthy relationship with mom or dad, whoever's doing the homeschooling, that their little hearts are going to want to learn more, that they're going to just naturally be drawn to doing what they're supposed to do because they're just thriving in a healthy, secure, and happy relationship. I think it makes all the difference in the world. Okay. So somebody's listening who's just thinking about homeschooling still. I mean, I've gotten messages very recently that are like, I know it's really late, but I think I'm going to do it. Where do I start? Um, What, what would you, what's kind of advice would you give somebody that that's thinking about it or about to begin or just in the first few weeks of homeschooling? Yeah. You know, I would just tell you to take it slow. Use this time to think about what it is that you want to impart to your kids and don't mimic what the school did or what your experience of what your idea is that school should look like into your home. You know, you don't want to bring the school setting into your home. It's, it's called homeschooling for a reason. So you want to let yourself just relax and be flexible, do things Mm -hmm. outside the box, you know, enjoy breakfast together, make your meals together, work Mm -hmm. on, getting a healthy routine going with chores, Mm -hmm. responsibilities, so that you as the mom, you're not just also teacher, but also the maid. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to take on all the responsibilities of doing it all yourself. Yeah. You want to involve them and, and they want to be involved. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, kids want to help and they want to be included in, in what you're doing. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times, yes, it's going to result in a giant mess or, you know, um, <laughs> they want to help make lunch and it's going to be a disaster, but let them, it's a part of the process and, and mm. it's just, it's going to be really good and healthy and rewarding in the end. Um, mm. One other thing that I, I really find helpful too is creating a morning time basket. So before you hit the books, this. yeah, I mean, before you hit the books, if, you know, if we're not having a day out in nature, what we do is we'll open up God's word, we'll read from it. We'll talk about it. We'll play some worship music. And we usually have a couple uh, really good books going at the same time. So usually Uh like a fictional book or a biography, but just something that we can just enjoy together. And we'll all read from it. And the girls will either do something quiet, like a puzzle or Play-Doh, and we'll talk about it. And then Mm. after that, then they'll hit their books. And it's just a really great way to enter the school day Mm. without just going right to it, you know, mm. and sometimes our brains just aren't ready to do math at totally. first thing in the morning. Yeah. Amen. And so this kind of just is a good way to just invite God to come and enter your home and, and, you know, we just pray for the day and then we'll try to start it off like that. Oh, I love that so much. I think it's September McCarthy ha- talks about a morning basket too. I need, I need yeah. to start my morning basket. I love that. <laughs> it's great. I mean, I'll share another quote that I love by Charlotte Mason, and Mm, it's that children should have the joy of living in far lands, other persons, and at other times, a delightful double existence. 
mm. this joy they will find for the most part in their storybooks. So, you know, yep. good stories, rich mm. literature, it's so important for kids. It it'll help so them. Important. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like a little mental vacation, right? I mean, I really? feel like once you start to tap into it, and I think that's why my older boys are such um, voracious readers now because they've yeah. discovered that joy of like, I can live in another land. Totally. I can be some, you know, it's an, it's a oh, mental yeah. escape in the healthiest yes. sort of way. Turn off the oh. TV, let them get into their imaginative play. Yes. And, you know, I mean, story, it, it also helps them as writers. I mean, my oldest is a vivacious reader and I'm mm. really starting to see that transfer into her writing and mm. I love the stories that she writes it's just so fun to see mm. how it really yeah. is playing a part in how mm -hmm. she is becoming a good writer too oh that is so good and you guys do a lot of reading maybe for show notes you can share some of your favorite books for those elementary years too yeah for sure I mean we even do it we have audiobooks we have books that we do even in the evening with dad so we'll we'll read in the morning in the afternoon even in the evening we just we love books it's it's such a great way to include yeah stories into yeah. your family yep I think so I love that um and I, I love that Aaron is a part of everything and just seeing even your, your, some of the videos you've shared on social media. He's such a good sport with his daughters. I feel like God has blessed him with a little boy because he has been such a good, like, girl dad. He's so, yes, so good. But now... um for those who are listening, whose husbands maybe just work a more traditional job and they have to be gone all day, yeah. or maybe the single moms out there, um, do you have any advice for kind of approaching a homeschool year or distance learning? Maybe it is um, when you don't necessarily have the same support. Not not that Aaron's inside helping you all day with homeschooling. I know you're doing the oh, yeah. most He's definitely not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but but for the single moms, what do you, what's your advice to anybody out there trying to do it more on their own? Totally. I mean, it's so important to find your tribe. I, there, mm -hmm. Homeschooling is so popular that it, it is, um, you, you won't have a problem finding other people who are doing it. So mm -hmm. I would suggest Sorry. getting online, searching your area, find moms who are homeschooling and connect with, connect with them. See yeah. if you mesh with them, see if your kids mesh with them. And it's mm -hmm. not only for, um, the exchanging of ideas, which is awesome, but it's also for the support, you know, being able to mm -hmm. glean from each other, learn from each other, what's working for them. That's not working for you. It's helped me so much to, to learn what other moms are doing and to just be plugged in with them and do life with yeah. each other. It's so important to not do it all on our own and just have us and our kids, but to really give our kids a, a sense of community, you know? Yep. Yes. I couldn't agree more. We need that so much. Yeah. And um, and you've been a part of, I mean, you've been a, in leadership here on the island with the wild and free community too, right? I've tried. I mean, we've, we, I started our group and it's, it's really more of an adventure club. Like, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We just kind of text each other and like, we're going to go on this hike this week and people right. who can make it can so make fun. it. And and it's just been great because, yeah, we, we started it back when Ava, my oldest, was probably in first grade. And mm -hmm. most of the moms are actually moms that we do life with anyway. But it gave right. us a way to just be more intentional with mm -hmm. getting together and, and just being more intentional about discovering a new place to hike or, or on the island to go yeah. to. Yeah. And so that's just been really fun. And we've just been able to grow as our kids have 
gotten older and just glean ideas on curriculums that we like. And mm-hmm. that's how I found the good and the beautiful because another mom was doing it. So that's just mm-hmm. the way that you learn and grow. And yeah, I, I love it. don't know where I'd be without all the moms that have played a part. Even you, totally you, you played are. so much of a part in our life. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I think that after listening to you, you're going to have a lot of moms wanting to ship their kids out to like oh, just live and do life, do life with you. Actually, I think, the, I think the moms are going to want to ship themselves over. Uh, okay. So um, you do a lot of baking. Can you talk to us about your sourdough, your passion for sourdough and um, where people can find your recipes? Cause I am so inspired. Uh, she, Corinne came over last, was it winter? I don't even know when that was. And the bread that you brought, you brought the braided does it have a name? Oh, yeah. It has a name. <laughs> oh, that was that was a okay. That was a yeah. hollow bread. And oh my goodness, my family devoured that, and we <laughs> still have dreams about it. Um, but you um, gave me the starter, and I started doing some of my own sourdough, and then I kind of let it die. I'm oh, a bad mom. I <laughs> let my child die. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again this fall. I've decided. So I need to get back on the sourdough train. But you've shared a lot of experience and expertise with the sourdough. Can people find that? Yeah, you know, I do have a highlight on my Instagram that goes okay. over how to feed it, how to do the whole process, mm. and I recipes on there but yeah. you know don't feel daunted i've i've killed probably three four or five starters before i okay. actually pulled down and got serious with it so yeah. it is a learning curve but keep going because it's really fun once you get it and it is a science so you have to kind yeah, of play see, with homeschool. It. <laughs> there's there's homeschooling right there right yes it's mom's it's school <laughs> for sure i love it no it's so good and you guys stick that sourdough into like everything from scones, pancakes. I'm, oh, yeah, you can use it for everything. It's just a natural yeast. And so mm-hmm. it's a lot healthier for your digestion, which is great. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, you get so many probiotics through it. So it's it's got its Amazing. benefits for sure. I love that. Then I guess maybe I'll just have you share with people what your Instagram is right here. And then I'm going to ask you a couple more closing questions before we're done. So sure. where, where can they find those recipes? What's your Instagram? It's a high dot golds and yeah, I've also got, yep. High H I dot golds. And I've also got some homeschool highlights going, Mm -hmm. what we do, what we use. So you can see some Mm -hmm. visuals of what we're doing Mm -hmm. and just send me any messages if you have questions. Yeah. And lots of pictures of her cutie little patooties. Okay. So I got to hear about the baby boy because we're like all distanced out now. I can't even like hold him. Tell us what it's been like to have a baby boy after all the girls. I mean, he's only six weeks in, so it's not like, you know, but from the beginning, was there anything different? Uh, body parts. <laughs> have you, I was going to say, have you been peed on? <laughs> he, yeah, he, he's been peed on. We've been peed on. That thing is just out of control. But yeah, we are loving him. The girls are just obsessed. Aww. I mean, it's so sweet to wa- see their their whole, just all the love that they have for him. Even yes. little Jojo, our youngest one and a half year old, yeah. loves him, gives him kisses. And it's just so sweet. But yeah, we are loving him. He's getting stronger, starting uh-huh. to smile. And so that's really fun. But yeah, yeah. And no. temperament, like similar, because, you know, when they're when they're first born, they pretty much just eat and sleep, right? So right. we'll have yes. to revisit this question maybe a little later. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, he's been for the most part, really chill. He's been a really uh, 
baby. Nice. The nights sometimes are difficult, but that's, you know, <laughs> typical. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm getting a little, very little sleep. <laughs> yeah. But I Aww. actually, that wasn't much, that wasn't very long ago. We, I mean, I have a one and a half year old. So yeah. really, really, I'm not, it wasn't much longer, you know, just we, didn't, I just like did one long yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't really get caught up yet. So, oh yeah. We're, and we're and not. when people see pictures, I just love seeing little Josie next to baby because she's like a big baby still. Like she's she so is. freaking cute. <laughs> but she looks like a monster baby. She's a monster baby for sure. <laughs> she just plows through. We call her the bulldozer. She just is plowing through. <laughs> I love that. Well, super fun. And again, I think some people might have follow up questions or want to hear more about what you do and how you do it. So um, besides Instagram, anywhere else people can find you? Um, yeah, I mean, you're feel feel free to email me. My email is aloha at corinnegold.com. Mm -hmm. So feel free to reach out. I would love to mm -hmm. help and direct any questions that you might have and just mm -hmm. help you on this journey. Don't oh, be that's... scared. You can oh, do it. <laughs> yes, you can do it. And, and you can have fun doing it. And you can yes. enjoy the process. And hopefully you can bring the whole family in. And that's one thing I do love to just remind people is that, you know, distance learning, I get it. Some people are just doing this for the short, you know, as right. soon as you can put your kids back in school, you want to, right. or maybe you need to, maybe you're working full time and this right. is really yeah. stressful and God bless you. Right. Everyone has a different journey. But for yeah. those who are starting to homeschool, I personally, and I have a feeling you'll agree, but I encourage people to, to to look at it as kind of the whole lifestyle. And, right. and I think that's what I love about Corinne and what she's doing is look at it like part of your family culture, right. your family brand. Yes. I think of Sally Clarkson talks about the family culture oh, a lot. Right. And just instead of thinking, oh, this is something we do and compartmentalizing it, like exactly. this is school and this is life, try to start seeing your family maybe as like this homeschool family. And, and even if it might be just one year, try yeah. to embrace it, try right. to enjoy it. Because, I love that. So yeah. True. Yeah. I think it took us a while to get there. I think when I first started, it was very rigid and like I was trying to do, you know, whatever I knew about school at home. But over the years, it started to be like, no, actually, we can change our mindset. It takes some time. Totally. But but yes. once you do, then all the fun begins. Yes, so. absolutely. I mean, sometimes we'll do school in the evenings mm -hmm, <laughs> or mm -hmm. on Sundays, yeah. on yeah. the weekends. Like it yep. really does not need to look like a, you know, eight to two o'clock thing. Yes. And yes. so I think as soon as you're able to break away from that mentality, it it really takes a lot of the stress away and you're able to yes. enjoy the journey, enjoy the process and incorporate fun into yeah. it. So. Yeah. And your girls are learning so much from all the reading you're doing. I mean, there's nothing, there's no school curriculum that's going to give them more right. than great books. Yes. And as long as they're getting the basics, they're getting some math, they're learning <laughs> a little bit of science, especially hands-on science, Right. then books are where it's at. Well, Corinne, yeah. thank you. I'm so encouraged by you. And just thank you for taking the time to encourage everyone today. Oh, thanks, Monica. I'm so encouraged by you. I just love seeing your boys and their relationship <laughs> with you. I'm just inspired and can't wait to have that one day. You uh -huh. guys have a really neat thing going. Well, thank you. And maybe we'll find a good reason to have you back on again. So thanks <laughs> for being here. Thanks. Aloha. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation and just maybe it gives you some things to reflect on, think about as we all dive into this school year. I just encourage you to not take anything too seriously. 
Your kids are going to be okay. And you're going to be okay too. All right. Now you'll find links to Corinne, anything we talked about over in show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. Or you can also look for forward slash episode dash 70. Okay. Thanks so much for spreading the word about the Boy Mom Podcast as this community grows. I know it's all because of you. So thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.